G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career, right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I remain Corey Graves. He is still Vic Joseph. We are bringing you everything pertinent for WrestleMania week. Of course, one of those events every year, the WWE Hall of Fame, and we are stoked about this one. He's an inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2021. You may know him as an ECW original. You may know him as Mr. Monday Night. Either way, you definitely know him as Rob Van Dam. Rob, congratulations. Thank you very much, Corey. It's uh, it's an honor, obviously. Very glad to be in the position that I'm in and be talking about this. I'm absolutely excited. I've been watching your career the entire time I've come up in this business. Got to know you pretty well. We got to tour the world a little bit. It's It was exciting to be there at the Hall of Fame, different as it may have been this year, the environment and circumstances being what they are. What does it mean to Rob Van Dam personally to be enshrined in the WWE Hall of Fame for all your contributions to this business? Well, it, it feels like it's um, some credibility that can't be taken away. Everything is up for uh, opinion, you know, and the whole idea of a good anything is subjective, you know. So sure. there's always, yeah. So this kind of takes a place of a lot of that by at least saying, hey, the standard setters see it this way. So um, to me, you know, when I think about it, it's got to be, better than winning any world championships because I don't imagine everybody that ever gets to hold a world championship is probably as impactful on everybody's lives. Probably not every champion is going to be as memorable and, and maybe not every single person that spends some time as a champion is going to be a legend that people are going to remember, you know? So I think that this, uh, this is an even higher, um, prestige being in the hall of fame with all the, uh, superstars that influenced me and inspired me when I was growing up. And a lot of the, uh, great talent that I was wrestling with, you know, all, all along the way throughout my journey. So it's, uh, it's great to be considered by the WWE universe to be worthy, you know, for, for the last several years, when I would get interviewed uh, or even just talk to fans, they would often say future hall of famer. And really just that they saw me as that worthy was really good enough for me, you know? Uh, so I didn't really know if this was going to happen or not being actually inducted, but um, you know, having this McMahon and also, um, you know, Hunter to officiate in, uh, in, uh, in, and credit, you know, everything uh, th- that I've done as a, as a body of a career. That's pretty awesome. No doubt about that. But one of the trademarks of Rob Van Dam, as long as pretty much anybody can remember, and, and you, it was one of the overarching themes in your Hall of Fame speech was how you did it your way. As unconventional as it may have been, and as many times as you went around the world to get across the street, ultimately you now find yourself in the WWE Hall of Fame. But you always did things the Rob Van Dam way which in hindsight now I'm sure has caused you a few headaches, but how did you stick to your guns? How did you maintain the ability to do things according to Rob Van Dam? You know, we all have our own 
uh, values and our own priorities. And that's really what it comes down to because this is the kind of business that you have to eat, sleep, and breathe wrestling, you know, from early, early on before you even want to get into it. And you got to, you got to love it more than anybody else that, you know, even just to get your foot in the door and you got to be able to back it up, you know, just even uh, just to get past the first step. So something like that, where very few um, of the out of a majority crowd, very few of them are actually going to make it to be superstars. It's a um, it, it's a long shot, you know, to to really go for. Of course, people tried to change me a lot along the way. You know, I came in with those priorities, but um you know eventually eventually i had family like other things that were uh, important to me and then uh and then you're a real person you know and then when you make decisions then it's you know some people uh will live their whole career and they would leave their leave their family leave everything leave drop whatever um it, you know boom in a moment's notice for the business and then those you know that's those people make make great uh great wrestlers for their for their promotion but then also i consider a lot of a lot of things you know like wow i you know uh you know if i i don't want to do this thing that that they're uh that i feel like i'm being um um guided into whether it's a storyline or whether it's changing my some move sets or whether it's whatever it is you know if i if i feel sometimes like that just doesn't feel right sometimes i do have to find some other values to help weigh that down to add some leverage to it you know what i mean so it really does have a lot to do with uh loving the business so much but but never feeling like there's not another option i feel like there's always another option everywhere in life. You may not like the other option, but I never really feel like my back's against the wall with no choices. You know, yeah, 24 hours ago going into the, you know, WWE Hall of Fame, who are some of the uh, superstars or some of past friends that reached out to you that maybe caught you by surprise? Well, you know, they're, they're still doing it, you know, which is amazing. Uh, friends from the past, you know, like that I haven't heard from in a long time. And, and of course, um, even, you know, everybody that I went to school with, they're, they're telling me how proud they are of me. You know, as far as superstars, I just, um, you know, I got, I didn't expect to get a message from Stone Cold Steve Austin. He said, uh, he said something like, uh, congratulations, you deserve it, you stiff son of a <laughs> 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 Pretty cool. When you think back and you look at all, all the superstars you've stepped in the ring with through different promotions all around the world, uh, you are actually only the second of the ECW originals to be inducted on your own. The Dudley boys, Devon and Bubba Ray went in as the ECW originals. You, Rob Van Dam, would be the second. If you look down the list, is there anybody that comes to mind that Rob Van Dam would like to see in the in the halls of WWE someday? Well, I would love to see Sabu inducted into the Hall of Fame. You know, he uh, I, I feel like on, on a lot of grounds that he should have been inducted before me. You know, he was my mentor, my trainer. Um, and, you know, I, I, I had a, um, a little text conversation with him and I said how I felt that he should be in it before me, but it, it just all, at this point, it's all about individual choices that we made throughout our career. I mean, it's not just about um, reaching a level of superstardom where, people are going to really remember you because you impacted their lives in a positive way. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. You can't, you can't 
walk out every time you're in a good position in the business uh, because, you know, because you, you think like that's the right move is to quit and to walk away, you know, and there's even afterwards, you know, like uh, the message, the message that you represent that you put out there into the universe, you know, whether it's on social media or in interviews or whatever, um, it's, it's everything, everything combined, you know, and that's the way that karma works. And so, um, you know, the answer is definitely I would like to see Sabu um, inducted on, on a legend level. I totally think, think he deserves it. And I think he would have to uh, maybe do a little bit of repairing, repairing on some of the uh, image tarnishing that has been done. Understand. I, I could I could agree with that though. I think Sabu definitely has a place, but I, I see your point. And when you were giving your Hall of Fame speech the other day, uh, you spoke for a, a period of time about the importance of choosing what I forget how you worded it because you did it very eloquently. Something to the effect of what affects your vibration, positive and negative. And when you were saying that, it seemed kind of profound, and it's a recurring theme. You've been in this business most of your life. That's not easy to do. This is a stressful world. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a job. How did you keep yourself grounded and sane and keep your vibrations how you feel that they should be? Yeah. Um, well, Corey, I did a lot of uh, spiritual in, inside studying when I left WWE in 2007 or six, whatever it was. And, um, you know, I learned that was the weak spot, you know, in my mind, body, spirit was, uh, you know, my spirit had a lot, a lot of work to, to do. And, uh, and I learned uh, a lot about like m my position with the universe and how, how, how everything that I was doing was manifesting the life ahead of me and, and how the, how I was getting these signals when I'm on the right path and signals when I'm on the wrong path, when I'm just disconnected from where I'm supposed to be. And I really got in touch, uh, with all of that to a level to where I understood it, um, I, you know, we're all energy, you and I, everything in between us. It's amazing to think, you know, that the, uh, the, the little, um, I don't know if it's, I don't even know how it works, but the, the radio waves, the uh, internet waves that are causing this to happen right now, sure. you know, even though you're, even though you're hours and hours away from me, um, we're talking at the exact same time because of the energy that's in between us, that's in the air, but that's everything. I mean, that's where we're just a bunch of moving uh, dots, you know, that are held together in groups of uh, uh, of attraction and, and everything in between us is there. And when you when you really can understand the world like that, um, it, it's easier to keep yourself surrounded by the kind of energy that you want and to stay away from energy that you would like to avoid. I get asked a lot of times, how do you read people's energy, but your senses are inside of you. You got to pay attention to yourself and how your own vibration is reacting. If these, if this person, you know, really makes you work a lot more than you want to work, or this person stresses you out or this, or even thinking about this, you know, causes you to feel a negative emotion. Well, that's going to disconnect you from your path. You can't, you can't be thinking negative thoughts and feel good at the same time. And you have to feel good and you have to be in that attitude of gratitude in order to really, uh, really be one with the universe. It's one of those things surround yourself with positivity because positivity really is power. Yeah. You, you are a product of your environment, you know, and if you surround yourself 
with uh, negativity, you're never going to be able to grow in the way that you could. You know, I've had to um, distance myself from relationships, from people that are decent people. It's just that being around them, they're so opposite me. And I'm always trying to maintain like a, a Zen level that, that, that promotes my spiritual health and increases uh, my life expectancy. I mean, stress is the number one enemy to human health. And that's, that's, I, I avoid that, you know, like the plague. And where did you, how did you get started on this journey? I mean, these, all these things you're saying, they're, they're incredibly interesting, but I don't even know where I would begin to start that. Yeah. Well, you know, I started, uh, I started, I, first off, I had the sense of mind and, and the connection, maybe as a default, maybe like always as a child, like I always felt like I had a guardian angel on my shoulder because um, things seemed easier for me in life than other people as far as making the right decisions, staying away from bad choices. Um, and then I learned that it wasn't just me. There's a lot of people like this. In fact, an increasing uh, amount of society that's working together on a collective basis on just spiritual ascension. And, and I first learned that from picking up a few books. Someone gave me a book called The Celestine Prophecy changed my life. The Celestine Prophecy is written by uh, James Redfield. It's a it's a fictional book and there's sequels to it, but it's but the book is about somebody going on this path of finding the nine these nine spiritual insights. Right. And 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 the insights are very real to people like me. Even though the story is fiction, you each time the person gets an insight, they explain it. People like me relate to it. You get goosebumps and you think, oh, my God, this is this is what's happening to me. And the Celestine Prophecy was so good. Um, there's, a, there's a non-fictional study guide to it. Um, the, the, there's a whole bunch of uh, um, smaller um, version books that, that, that highlight the principles. But anyway, that was the first one to really do it for me. You know, The Secret had a, a similar... Um, effect on me. The four agreements. I love the four agreements. You know, I, I think about that almost every day just to help improve myself. Like something happens, maybe someone says something, it's an insult or, or there's some whatever, you know, and I just think, oh, don't take it personally. That's on them. That's one of the four agreements. Don't take it personally because that's not on me. That's on them. Uh, out of those four, what are the other three out of curiosity? Not to really go down a path here. I just want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you never assume People are so quick to assume, you know, and I'm not, I, I won't, I won't jump to a conclusion. You know, if I see something happening, that's all I know is exactly what I saw happening. Uh, don't assume, don't take it personally. And the third one is to be impeccable with your word. A lot of people, they, uh, you know, they, they lie, they tell the truth, you know, at the same time, it doesn't mean anything to them. They don't, they don't have a, uh, they don't put value on being genuine, you know, which I love when people find that about me. They think I'm genuine, I'm down to earth, real. I am a real person. And, and so, you know, to be impeccable with your word means that it has to have a lot of value to you. If you give your word, you know, you don't you make it uncompromising. You know, that that's your word. You, you put the value on what your own word is worth. The fourth agreement is always do your best. If you're always doing your best, with those agreements in mind, then what else can you ask for? You know, and if you find areas where you're not doing your best, where you're like, you know what, I need to work on not taking that so personally. Well, guess what? You just grew. I know as soon as I hang up this uh, Zoom call, I'm taking my ass to the bookstore. <laughs> based, <laughs> based on that. Let me, 
Good, man. Let me know how it works for you, man. I, I absolutely will. Like I said, that struck me when I was watching, when we were recording the Hall of Fame the other day and I was watching your speech, that that stuck with me and I, I knew I was going to get to talk to you. So I wanted to make sure I, I took a second to get that, uh, get that on a, on a personal note. So now here we are, it's WrestleMania, the pinnacle of sports entertainment. You're a guy who's done basically everything there is to do in the business. Um, you, you stayed busy in your time away from WWE. What does it feel like to be back under the WWE umbrella again for WrestleMania season? Um, it feels awesome. You know, uh, everything in my life with the timing, even if I don't see it at the exact moment, I see later that the timing is always perfect. You know, couldn't be better. I'm busy here. I finish up here. Then I make an appearance here and the value goes up. Then I'm busy here. As soon as I finish, this happens. The, it, it, it's, it's always been like that. And it's always given me a great feeling of, um, of comfort, you know, with, with my position and also make me feel like I've got, um, I don't, I don't know if control is the, is the right word, you know, but, but I'm in a position where, where, um, I can be choosy about what I do with my time. I got so much to keep me busy to be back in the WWE universe. Um, you know, they're, they're the highest, they're the standard setters. They're, um, they're what everybody watches just, just the day, uh, in one day, I got like eleven thousand uh, Instagram followers. When, wow! When the yeah. Fame thing. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's crazy how how much and, and and really just to be, just to not only be like I, I've always gotten along great with Vince. You know, even when even when their rumors were that I had heat, you know, with other um, administration or, or whatever, I've always always gotten along with Vince. So I never worried about it because that's really all I worried about. Um, and, 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 and now I feel like being accepted in being under their umbrella, I think I'm proud that everybody realizes that now, you know, that I am in with them because really over the last several years, um, you don't see a lot of RVD. They don't, you know, you don't get RVD doing the reality shows on the, um, on the WWE network. You right. Right. See, right. And, and, and for, for what reason, um, not, not for me turning it down saying I don't want to do it. It's just that the relationship was, uh, was a bit distant there. So to be back in, uh, you know, it really means everything, especially at this point in my career where, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to do that much more. You know, I don't even, I don't even know how long, how much longer I'll be able to, uh, or not be able to, how long I'll, I'll be wanting to, or, you know, I wrestled, um, right after the, uh, the next, the next two days after the, uh, uh, induction ceremony, Felt great. You know, it's the first match I've had in a little while. And uh, I can't believe people complain about feeling 50 because um, I'm doing all my kicks and splits and everything. And I just felt great before, during and after. Um, so, again, you know, I feel like I feel like I got options, you know, and I loved being under the uh, WWE umbrella. I hope hopefully I'll be doing autobiography, uh, hopefully with them. You know, um, that would be awesome. That'd be something I would like to see happen. And the icon show that's coming up, that's going to be incredible and, and everything else that could come from relationships. So, you know, proud to uh, consider myself a WWE superstar. I'm even more proud that, uh, you know, Vince McMahon and the WWE universe considered myself as such. Well, forgive me for asking the obvious here, but you just said you're 50 years old, but you feel amazing. We've seen edge recently return as a WWE hall of famer. He's headlining another WrestleMania. What are the odds we see Rob Van Dam at least one more time in the WWE ring before it's all said and done? Hey, you know, I go with the flow of the universe. I don't know how to put odds on that. Um, if you're talking about 
a one-off or or something that's not full-time, I would think there's probably just as good odds um, going for it as going against it, you know? I'll take I'll take 50 50. I'll take those too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take those odds. Yeah. Rob, you mentioned your WWE icon special you've been working on. We actually have some unseen footage to throw your way right now. We were able to catch up with none other than Tommy Dreamer, Edge, and Paul Heyman. Rob Van Dam added to ECW different. And when I say different, he was so innovative with his moves and he did things that nobody at that time could do. I'm blessed that I've met this person. He's been in my life because he wants people to be positive and he'll just randomly, I love you, dude. I was thinking about you. I saw something. I love you, dude. A lot of people don't do that. But Rob, Rob does. He's, he's truly is one of a kind. I truly thought like when Rob first came in, I was like, oh, he's going to be champ someday. There's too much reaction from the people not to. You know, why would, why would you swim upstream against that? Why, let, let, let that stream take you and see where it goes. And uh, so that, it didn't surprise me. It surprised me that it took that long, to be perfectly honest. There's only ever been one Rob Van Dam. And, and there always will only be one Rob Van Dam. You're not going to find someone who does the things he did the way he did them. Um, you know you're watching a Rob Van Dam match. And... They're distinctly his and his style. Like, you can work your style in amongst his, but you always know when you're watching Rob Van Dam. No one else can mimic that. To ECW fans, he was our Bruno San Martino. He was our Hulk Hogan. He was our Ric Flair. He helped us expand to an audience that never would have given us a chance. And he over-delivered for every fan that watched us on television or paid for a ticket to see ECW live. Rob Van Dam was every bit as much a part of ECW as the letters ECW themselves. If you want to have a Hall of Fame that includes the very best, not just in WWE, but from everywhere in the world of pro wrestling and sports entertainment. You have to include Rob Van Dam. Three ringing endorsements from some very valid sources. Dreamer, Edge, Heyman. What's it feel like for you, Rob, to hear those endorsements coming from your counterparts? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. I'm touched. You know, that's, uh, um, that's really cool, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the, to the rest of this documentary. And, um, uh, it's, it's great. You know, I, I said this, I don't know what all I said during the speech because, uh, I decided not to write anything because it would just be too much to remember. <laughs> right? And I didn't want to stress out. So I just trusted myself like I do in the ring. A lot of times I'm like, yeah, what are the chances that this is going to be the one time that I, that I'm, you know, not going to you know, be of uh, standards. So I'm sure I'll be fine. And I went out there and I just spoke from the heart. So I'm not sure what all I said. Um, this came to mind when I was up there. I said, you know, we, uh, we get our, our, our sense of self-value and self-worth from feedback from other people. We really do. Like if you were the most beautiful person and all you heard 
all day from everybody was how ugly you were. You would totally believe that. Right. You know what I mean? And maybe it would be a fact because like I said, it's, you know, uh, opinions are subjective anyway. So maybe you are a little upper. I don't know, but, but you would definitely feel like you were, you would, you would own that, you know? So it's great to have people say, um, good things, you know, and, and I'm, I'm blessed to be able to, uh, stay in people's memories in such a positive way. Um, one thing, uh, that I want to mention that was the highest honor at, at during the whole ceremony, when I, when I talked to uh, Vince and to Triple H, uh, and we were getting our photos taken, you know, um, they they both told me that that I changed the style of wrestling, and I mean, wow, you know, I mean that's that, that's huge to hear that from them. And of course, I jokingly said, "Ah, oh, for for better or worse." <laughs> <laughs> they both said for better and said that the people that are trying to emulate me now are dangerous. Um, <laughs> But you know that's come on. I'll always remember that, and I and I and you know I would like to think that that I that I was impactful on the on the style. You know, I now it's hard for wrestlers to stand out just by doing moves that are different because now that's kind of the thing is to do to be a gymnast and do um, incredible moves. Right, right. But to, just to hear, hearing Edge in that clip from the icons, I would have never been able to to verbalize it the way he did. But he's dead on. Rob Van Dam was in a Rob Van Dam fight. It was like a Mortal Kombat character. You knew what the moveset was. You knew which guys he, it was always, you knew who Rob Van Dam was, which I guess, I mean, is the goal of this business in sports entertainment to be identifiable. And you you took it to a whole new level, man. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it came across that way. You know, I think for me, it's never, everything's been so organic. It hasn't been a matter of trying to be different. It's a matter of, not worrying about fitting in. And I think that's really the difference. And I think that could help people celebrate their individuality more and be happier just being themselves. Because when you try to force something to happen, it's really difficult to get the same results when it's something that's just organic and it naturally, uh, especially when you learn to go with the flow and, and everything just comes out like that, um, that that's the best way. You know, being down with NXT, Rob, would that be a message that you'd send the NXT locker room is learn how to be different, learn how to break the mold, so to speak? Maybe. But again, I don't want to deforce it. You know, people try so hard to be different. I see them doing moves that maybe they think they came up with them. And I'm thinking, no, there's a reason we never did those. Before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, that wouldn't, that wasn't cool years ago. People wouldn't have taken those moves. And, um, you know, again, I think it's, it's more about not trying to fit in. One of the things I'll always remember way back when I got trained in 89 and 90, uh, Sabu said, one, he said, uh, you know, don't try and take someone else's position, uh, make your own position. And he also said, don't try and be uh, like someone else because there's already one of them. That's a powerful message. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> makes a lot of sense now. Looking back at the time, like, oh, well, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Thank, thank you. Words Sabu. of wisdom. From Sabu. Yeah. There we go. Sabu yeah. dropping the wisdom. The guy, the guy yeah. that never got to speak on TV is just the one dropping <laughs> all the wisdom. <laughs> Yeah. I, I know this is an impossible task, Rob, but just, you know, I'm sure you've learned as long as you've been around the, the quickness with which the audience changes over and how it gets younger. And, and Rob Van Dam might be unfamiliar to some people at this point, which seems insane, crazy, hard to fathom. If you yourself were to recommend either a match or a period of your career that you look back most fondly upon, 
that would maybe define RVD at its fullest? Could you name one of those off the top of your head? Oh, easily. Uh, the first one, we'd have to go with my crowning moment, one night stand against John Cena. I mean, that, absolutely. nobody can walk away from that match not not being affected by by its uniqueness. I mean, that was a one of a one night out of a lifetime energy in that room. And it wasn't just for the matchup. It was for the all the momentum going into it, the the never letting go of that hardcore spirit you know mm-hmm. the the pushing for it the the ecw chance every time a wwe wrestler that that's a former ecw you know alumni was in a building the fans uh preferred just like our spirits preferred that extreme style and just all that going all that momentum going into actually pulling a pay-per-view off, which became a second pay-per-view, which became a third brand. I mean, all of that, um, honestly, I think if I hadn't changed the playing field like that, I don't know that I would have ever been world champion. Um, I feel like uh, because I, I changed everything, I was, the, I was the best fit. I was the right guy. I feel like I, you know, kind of helped manifest that, make that happen as opposed to um, trying to make it in a, in a, in a in a pre in a, a pre-designed world and trying to follow the traditional paths. You know, that wasn't for me. Uh that that match right there had everything. Uh forgetting about everything that I just said. If you just watched the match, what a great match. Cena so good. Uh the crowd, the ring, that's my favorite ring, that ECW ring, you know, I miss being in that. But um that that definitely will give somebody a good idea of what RVD is all about watching that match. That was an absolute perfect storm. And and I can tell you from a a fan's perspective, if I knew Rob Van Dam was on the pay-per-view or on the live event, I knew in that moment, that was when I could circle that, Hey, I'm going to enjoy this for whatever, whether it was you against Jeff Hardy, ladder match, hardcore match, it didn't matter. I knew Rob Van Dam was going to deliver on that night. You know, it wasn't just a moniker like uh, back in, Back in the ACW days when I had the freedom to forget about the time limit, you know, like let's let's connect with the crowd. Let's see what feels right. Go out here for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever feels right. That back in, in that environment, um, I, you know, it, it, might, it, it takes a pretty big ego first off to even get in the business, I think, and believe that you have what it takes, but definitely to be able to back up calling myself the whole effort show, Mr. Pay-Per-View. I believe that. I mean, it wasn't just me bluffing that, you know, um, I really believed uh, I was giving all my efforts uh, to try to have the best match on the show, regardless of if I was wrestling Spike Dudley, Little Guido, or Bam Bam One Man Gang, or anybody in between, or bringing in guys from other companies. I I really felt every night like I was giving everybody their money's worth and paid to see me. Like I had that energy trans transaction with with the people. You know, like we we traded that back and forth. And at the end, when I when uh, you know I was holding up my hand in, in victory afterwards, if I was bloody and my outfits ripped and my hair's everywhere, I felt better about the battle and about. Um, just you know what what the people got to experience and that was that was something that um i i really believed at the time you know um and that helped me that helped uh that helped me get the gimmick over having the ego to really believe you know that i that i that i was the best on the on the show giving them 
their money's worth. Well, it worked out for you. Now you've got a Hall of Fame ring proving that everything was worth it. Rob, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations again on the Hall of Fame. We are all looking forward to WWE icons. Rob Van Dam premieres on Peacock and WWE Network on May 16th. Any parting words before we hopefully see you in the near future? Uh, no, but I'm glad. Uh, thanks for letting me know when we can announce the date on that icon, uh, May 16th. Now, I wasn't, wasn't sure I could say that yet. <laughs> Um, just parting words, you know, just, um, I got, like I said, we all have our own values. So I'm not going to tell everybody what to do, but maybe keep in mind, you know, that, uh, every conversation, uh, every experience with another person is an exchange of energy. When you read the Celestine prophecy court, you're going to, you're going to find exactly what I mean. And so it's always, it's always going to be either pulling someone's energy out or politely exchanging in an equal manner. And people aren't conscious of what they're doing, thereby it leads to a, a civil un unrest, you know, which is what we have now. There's a lot of people that have no idea how to work on their spirit. And, and, and that was like a, a whole new part of life that was undiscovered. Like once, once I started tapping into that, that became my priority for the rest of my life is to keep my spirit, mind and body healthy. Well, Rob, I honestly, man, I'm going to put in the work. I'm, I'm excited. As soon as we get done with this, I'm going to look up all this stuff. I got a lot of reading to do, a lot of catching up to do. I'm looking forward to sitting down with you again, you know, a few months down the road and, and uh, comparing and contrasting and see how this journey works out. Awesome, man. Wish you, wish you uh, all the best. As long as you're doing your best, dude, you're doing it right. Vic, somehow we managed to keep topping ourselves with awesome guests. I mean, I've, I've known Rob for some time, but it's been quite some time since I've been able to sit down and truly have a conversation with him. And I know, I'm sure people are listening going, what the hell are you talking about energy for? We want to hear about WWE. This is the sort of stuff that, that is a benefit. It's a perk of being able to get to know some of these amazing superstars and, and live this life that we live, being able to have conversations like that. Yeah, you get to see the ins and the outs and body is a temple is something that the only time I ever got a chance to talk to Rob was open your mind and listen more and treat people with respect because the energy you give off is the energy you will receive. And this is, it is one of the perks. And it's one of the cool things about this show is that wasn't Rob Van Dam, the character. That was the man. That was the person. That was the man who has fought his way into the WWE Hall of Fame. Congratulations one more time to RVD. Vic, I mean, we, are, we can't get any closer. It's time. Like, it's WrestleMania time. It, it is here. It is takeover time as well. Stand and deliver tonight, tomorrow, WrestleMania this weekend. It is the biggest weekend, the biggest week of the year, and we're going to say it a lot this week. It feels normal. It feels good. It feels good to be back. You're right, Vic. I dig feeling good. It's unfamiliar territory, but I love it. You should be loving it too. Hopefully you have already, but if not, make sure you subscribe to After the Bell on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Lots of content dropping all WrestleMania week and weekend. You do not want to miss all the good stuff we're throwing your way. And of all the goodies, Graves, we've talked about how about Bianca Belair ahead of her SmackDown women's WrestleMania match against Sasha Banks. She'll be joining us tomorrow. And then also coming up later this week, Rhea Ripley ahead of her Raw championship match for the women's title against Asuka. Big things coming. And of course, I might have a few uh, extra friends from NXT dropping by here and there.
Time travel to fun in the 16th century at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Ten stages, food, pubs, shopping, jousting. Saturday, Sundays, and Labor Day Monday through October 24th. For tickets, visit MarylandRenaissanceFestival.com. Save big on admission through September 12th. 